Tom Fox. I'm the compliance evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to one month to operationalizing your compliance program. This month, I'm proud to announce a sponsor who will be with me all, all month. It is Oversight Systems. Recent developments at the Department of Justice and Securities and Exchange Commission have emphasized the operationalization of your corporate compliance program as the best defense to an FCPA enforcement action. It has also increased awareness that corporations need to evaluate and drive their compliance programs into the very fabric of their organizations. The best practices of an oper operationalized compliance program is set out in the release, recently released Department of Justice Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs. Oversight's automatic transaction monitoring solution, Insights on Demand for FCPA, operationalizes your compliance program. For more information, go to oversightsystems.com. Last month, the Department of Justice very quietly released a document entitled Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs on the Fraud Section website. The document is an 11-part list of questions which encapsulates, encapsulates the DOJ's most current thinking on what constitutes a best practices compli compliance program. Within the list are some 46 different questions that a chief compliance officer or compliance practitioner can use to benchmark a compliance program. In short, it is an incredibly valuable and most significantly useful resource for every compliance practitioner. The document has one clear theme that I will be exploring this month, that you must operationalize your compliance program. I hope you will join me for the month of March to learn how to operationalize your compliance program. Day 8, the risk management process. Operationalizing your compliance program can take many shapes and forms. Using the entire risk management process to embed your compliance program within the contours of your organization is an important key step as it will allow you to have full visibility of your compliance risk through a longer life cycle. Forecasting allows you to consider your business strategy and what the risks you can foresee. Risk assessments allow you to evaluate and measure known risks. Risk monitoring allows you to monitor both the compliance risks you know and those you do not know but detect on an ongoing basis. There are several key lessons to be considered by any chief compliance officer or compliance practitioner. The first is the process around risk management. Most compliance practitioners understand the need for a risk assessment as it is articulated in Hallmark 4 of the 10 Hallmarks of an Effective Compliance Program. The FCPA guidance says assessment of risk is fundamental to developing a strong compliance program and is another factor the DOJ and SEC will evaluate when assessing a company's compliance program. In addition to this business case, the guidance also specifies the enforcement reasons for performing a risk assessment. The, both the DOJ and SEC will give meaningful credit to a company that, company that implements in good faith a comprehensive risk-based compliance program, even if that program does not prevent an infraction in a low-risk area because greater attention and resources were devoted to the high-risk area. Certainly, the evaluation of corporate compliance programs builds upon this by not only specifying and mandating a root cause analysis for any issues or violations that would arise, but discussing the risk management process through both risk assessments and remediation of the risks going forward. This is where 
the execution of your operationalization will occur. As compliance evolves and corporate compliance programs become more sophisticated, compliance is not simply seen as an illegal prophylactic, but it's really a business process. And if you think about what the Department of Justice is saying in the evaluation of corporate compliance programs, it's exactly it. Seen in this slide, it is clear that the risk management process should begin with forecasting as it attempts to estimate future aspects of your business. Companies should be able to say with some degree of authority, we think the following will, will happen in three months, six months, 12 months, 24 months. This is really something the business tries to wrap their heads around in such a way they can shunt resources where they think it's appropriate in order to meet future demands. That's exactly what compliance should be doing as well. By starting with forecasting, a compliance function utilizes the risk assessment to then consider issues which forecasting did not predict or for issues which the forecasting model raised as a potential outcome and warranted a deeper dive. If you are moving into a new product or sales area or are required to use third-party sales agents, a risk assessment would provide information that a company could then use to ameliorate those risks. Risk-based monitoring follows on from these issues that your risk assessment identified as your highest risks. Risk-based monitoring tends to look at things on an ongoing basis, and the models that are behind risk-based modeling, they are continuously refined based upon incoming data. All three of these tools tie back into the risk management process and process improvement. There's always a balance between what's actually important for our business or proper execution versus what's going on in the whole process. If you're not measuring at a high enough resolution, you're not capturing a lot of environmental market force or external factors, there's probably that you were probably aware of a high leverage to your operations and business that you simply don't know about. So here's an example from Ben Lockwood. Say there's a 30% chance of an abject market failure happening. The product fails, and that product uh, contaminates uh, people's food, doesn't ship before Christmas, or, in the case of Samsung, the phone explodes. If you knew in advance, the executive committee probably would say, we have to act and we have to act now. But that's where the rubber meets the road, and you have to forecast, and you have to have a contingency in place. Lots of times, there isn't that level of forecasting done in advance to say, we think there's a 30% chance of this occurring, therefore we do not need to have a strong contingency plan, but we should plan to have it in Q2. It's right over there sitting on everyone's dashboard all the time. Once again, and as Jay Martin continually reminds us, it all comes down to execution. This means you have to use the risk management tools available to you, and when a situation arises, remediate when required. This is not only where the rubber meets the road, but the information and data you garner in the execution phase should be fed back into the process loop. From this, you will develop a continuous feedback and continuous improvement. That clearly is operationalizing your compliance. I've gone through this week and series of in some detail to emphasize the business process nature that compliance has evolved into and that the Department of Justice is now demanding from us. By using these techniques, a CCO or compliance practitioner will help make your business run more efficiently and, at the end of the day, more profitably. The more you can bring these types of insights to a chief executives, the more you demonstrate how much compliance adds to the bottom line. It is not simply a cost center. So what are your three key takeaways for today? Number one, 
The risk management process is an important backbone of operationalizing compliance. Number two, you should be able to monitor and measure both known and unknown risks. That means you have assessed the possibility a risk could occur, but in your risk monitoring, it's broad enough and wide enough that it can catch risks which you did not previously know about. Number three, all three of these steps should help your business run more efficiently and more profitably. And when the CEO or the CFO or someone else comes down, this is exactly the kind of information they were going to want to see and what you should point to. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed day eight, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day nine of one month to operationalizing your compliance program. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to thank you very much for listening to today's episode of How to Operationalize Your Compliance Program. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. If you've listened to this podcast via iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate us. It would help on our rankings and help get the word out about how to learn about operationalizing your compliance program in one month. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening and hope you'll join me tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.